Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, it's 707 here on The Good Neighbor, News Talk 830 WCCO, and it's time to check in with our guy who loves to cover the National Football League and specifically the Minnesota Vikings. His name is Matthew Kyler from the Purple Insider, and he joins us now on the show via the John Schuster Cole Baker hotline. What's up, Matthew? Oh, not much. Uh, if uh, those are listening at home, uh, my wife, Sloan Martin, is calling a volleyball game now on Big Ten Network. Nice. So I'm watching, so I'm watching that instead of football. And also football, not that exciting this evening. Well, I was just about to say, um, are you going to have the dual TV thing going on, number one? And then number two, this has got to be one of the worst matchups of the year, specifically with the timing of Jonathan Taylor being hurt for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Colts versus Broncos tonight, that's going to be brutal. And it's on prime. So go, Jeff Bezos. You go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot this one into space, actually. Um, yeah, I do have the, uh, the multi-TV setup. I'll have it on my phone, the, the football game, and watch uh, Sloan on the TV. But – uh, this is one, I mean, this is why they play the games, right? Because if you had asked me at the beginning of the season about this game, I would have said, well, yeah, it looks like a pretty good matchup. Like, Denver should be a legit contender. Indianapolis with Matt Ryan should be all right. But, you know, I think um, Indianapolis is trying to be the Minnesota Vikings of the 90s where they just keep trying quarterbacks who are old and who have been with other teams until the wheels come off. And um, the wheels came off this year. And so, yeah, there's not a whole lot to get excited about this game unfortunately i will still watch it because it's football but and the other thing is just with with russell wilson it just feels like it either feels like they don't know what they're doing with russell wilson or russell wilson is just not the same player that he used to be and it might actually be both yeah it feels that way it totally does feel that way let let me let's talk broadcasting for just one second before we get to minnesota viking stuff i I am a fan of the the duo of buck and Aikman, I, I just I, I think that they're fabulous. I think they're great, you know, partners together. I love having them on Monday Night Football. But I'm telling you, Matthew, Monday Night Football is going to have to be better. They're going to have to be more intentional with these damn matchups. I I, I just we want to see good matchups on Monday Night Football. I think that Monday Night Football can get back to being um, a phenomenal product because for years, you know, people kind of you know they got away from it, right? But like for instance, this Monday we got. Raiders and Chiefs. I'm going to watch that. It's Patrick Mahomes. We're going to watch. I'm going to watch. And the Raiders, although they're underachieving, they're still interesting enough to watch. But then the following week, you know what we end up getting? 
we get these lame ass Broncos again facing the Chargers. This is this is where too much have we tried to stake what we think is going to be a great uh, division onto television, and it doesn't play out that way. The Chargers are not what we what we thought that they would be. The Broncos clearly aren't, and the Raiders aren't. So now we're gonna have back to back weeks of that division, and I just we can do better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would uh, like to see a, a redux of uh, you know Joe Montana versus Jeff Hostetler on uh, Kansas City and, <laughs> and the Raiders, but you know Kansas City and the Raiders has some juice. But but I, I totally agree with you when it comes to picking these matchups. It seems like the NFL decides that it's sort of going to lean into a couple teams yep. and just not not worry about you know distributing these games evenly, but instead saying, no, these are our teams this year that we think are going to be the national TV teams, and we're going to give them all the games and, and so forth. But then if a quarterback gets hurt or if a team is shockingly bad, you're just stuck with a bunch of horrible football. I, I, I do think in the future, because they have so many of these broadcasts and there's so much – money at stake between Sunday night football, Thursday night, and Monday night, and uh, obviously Thursday night not going anywhere now with uh, Amazon involved. Why not an equal distribution over the years? And then sometimes, yeah, you're going to end up with some stinkers and everything else, but you do anyway, and at least we wouldn't feel like we were seeing the same teams over and over. It's sort of like how like Red Sox, Yankees, or Dodgers and Cardinals or something always end up on Sunday night baseball. kind of has that, that same sort of feeling. Who's good in the NFL? Oh, I think yeah, I think there there are some teams that are starting to to show their dominance at the moment. Um, Philadelphia, it comes to mind in the NFC as the team that is far and away, I think, the best uh, because they have the most complete roster. I mean, Jalen Hurts deserves the attention that he's getting, but find me a weakness in the Philadelphia Eagles roster. I mean, if they stay healthy, they're going to be a very difficult team to beat top to bottom. Kansas City, I think, after what they did to Tampa Bay, uh, really kind of made it clear, like, oh, yeah, we lost one wide receiver, but we picked up several more, and Mahomes is still Mahomes. The Buffalo Bills have played a close game, and then they lost the game to Miami. But, I I mean, I think that they're still a great team. Like, they've had a very tough schedule to start the season, Mm -hmm. and they're 3-1, and and their quarterback is playing phenomenal football. They came back from down in a game that was sloppy and horrible and raining. I mean, those those couple of teams – Stand out, and then there's other teams that I could see making some noise as they go forward. Like the Ravens have blown two 17 point leads. I don't think they're going to continue to do that. I, I think that they that they will be better. I think Green Bay is going to be better. Um, San Francisco is a team that I think you should also keep an eye on because even though Jimmy Garoppolo does not wow anybody, look at the roster top to bottom. If he starts getting comfortable again with that team, um, I think they could be pretty dangerous. And then, of course, if Tom Brady decides he's going to play the whole season, which I think might be in question a little bit, but I thought that Brady actually looked great against Kansas City and their defense just didn't do the job, which sometimes happens against Kansas City. But over the long run of the season, uh, I think we could get to the end and and look at Brady and say, like, okay, well, uh, we all wrote him off at the beginning of the year, but now they're, you know, whatever, 12-5 and or something. So, yeah, I think – I think some teams are, are starting to pull away. And then there's a lot of questions still. Like, even with Miami, like, is Tua going to be healthy enough to come back and lead that team? Because I think they are good. And uh, I would even give Dallas a lot of credit. I mean, they've got a backup quarterback in there, and they are winning games. And they're playing great. Their defense is phenomenal. 
Their their weapons are better than people expected. So, I yeah, I think we're separating a little bit. Talking to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider here on the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Um, How did you categorize what we watched on Sunday? Because when I looked at the Minnesota Vikings squeaking out of getting a victory over in London and getting the record now 3-1, and one, man, outside of that Green Bay game, man, I just have not been impressed. But what, what did you make of the game on Sunday? It's really funny because, you know, last year the Vikings start 1-3. and three. And they have a fumble in overtime. They have a missed field goal, and and then that's it, right? And then they're one and three, and you know we're looking at them like, oh, oh, you know, here we go again. Everyone's getting fired, and they did. Uh, and this year they've played essentially the same type of football by the numbers. A lot of similarities. In fact, their offense was actually much better to begin the season last year than it has been so far this year. But still, some of the same problems. Still, some of the, the really close games. They had one great game against Seattle at the beginning of last year. They had one great game against um, you know Green Bay this year. And so it's, it's really similar, but things have kind of gone their way. Um, but when you go – so normally you would say, all right, well, that's, that's kind of a problem because last year they missed the playoffs and, and you know what's the solution here. But then you look at the schedule and you go, oh, the solution is playing easy teams week after week after week for a long time. Um, and, and I think that's what the test is going to be here. Like, I don't think that they're a vastly better football team than they were the last two seasons, but I do think they can be more resilient. And I do think that they have more favorable circumstances, but if they don't start hitting the open wide receivers, when I watch back the tape, the number of receivers who were running open, who didn't get the football was very concerning. And if that doesn't start happening, um, then we're, then we're just going to go back and forth between like, Oh, a good win versus this team and a disappointing loss versus that team. And we're going to end up in the, in the same range of eight, nine to 10 and seven that they've been in recent years. Yeah. I saw some of the people were kind of dissecting some of those plays, specifically the month drop play, which he clearly dropped the football, which screwed up the, you know, that whole entire situation. But there were other people that were running open and, and Kirk, you know, looked to, to go to the, to the safe pass there. What, what, what what do you make of of Cousins' first four games? Is it just same old Kirk Cousins? Is there any regression at all in your mind, or how do you view his first uh, quarter of the season? Yeah, and that's funny because the, I saw people arguing about that play. There's no argument about it. Kirk Cousins said himself and Kevin O'Connell both said that he needed to stick with the read longer and go to Adam Thielen in the end zone. So, you know, even the, even those guys all week, They've been saying, Adam Thielen today, Kirk Cousins the other day, there are receivers open that haven't gotten the ball because we're not yet fully on the same page. Like, they have acknowledged this. And the question is, when will you be? Like, you're, you're four weeks into the season. And, I, and I, I looked at this a while back, that the beginning of seasons, unless they're really a, a tragic beginning, I mean, usually uh, it's not that predictive. Like, the two-and-two two teams and stuff, they could all go one way or the other. But in the second and third quarters of the season, they're much more predictive of who you're going to be. So in this next quarter of the season, that's when we're going to find out, okay, can they figure out this Kevin O'Connell offense? And can they all get on the same page here or not? Because even on the interception, it looked like Irv Smith thought he was supposed to run a go ball and Kirk Cousins thought he was supposed to run a comeback and Cousins hesitated to get the ball out of his hands. We're just seeing a lot of that. 
And then here comes Justin Jefferson at the end to bail them out. They get a flag that bails them out. They get a double doink that bails them out. Like they should have lost that football game. They they blew a sixteen to seven lead and uh, to a backup quarterback with backup receivers. I mean, it it really was was not a well played game for them. And I think that that's going to be really the determining factor is will we see Kevin O'Connell adjust some things or will he say you guys figure it out? This offense works, which. <laughs> On tape, it looks like it should be working better. Are they going to get, you know, K.J. Osborne the football? Um, is Irv Smith going to, you know, get it together here in the second quarter of the season after missing so much football? Are they going to be able to run the ball better and more consistent than they have and get a couple of explosive plays there? I think there's, there's a lot of questions. And then I just think the defense is not going to be good. Um, they're going to face some easy quarterbacks here, and that's going to help. But if this team is going anywhere, it's entirely based on can they get the most out of everything on offense. What concerns you about the Chicago Bears, if anything? Yeah, oh well, I mean, let's look at let's look at some Bears Vikings history. I mean, there's always reason to be concerned about the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears once beat the Vikings with Chad Hutchinson as their quarterback in a year that they threw nine touchdown passes as a team and three of them came in that win against the Vikings. You should always be concerned about the Bears. Uh I think that there's there's two things. There's the Bears running game, which has been pretty darn effective. And I, I don't know if David Montgomery's going to play or not, but it's been pretty darn effective. And the Vikings have not stopped the run. And that's actually what got New Orleans going last week was Latavius Murray came in the game and started ripping off chunks on the ground. If that, if that happens and they can control the ball and keep Justin Jefferson on the sideline, uh, we've seen other teams do that. We saw Cleveland do that to them last year. So they're still having those same problems. The other thing is that Matt Eberflus, I believe, really knows what he's doing as a defensive mind. They don't have a lot of talent, but when the Vikings played the Indianapolis Colts in 2020, uh, Kirk Cousins had some kind of miserable day against the Matt Eberflus defense. I think he knows how to coach that defense really well, and it's it's not like other teams have ripped them up. Like the Packers didn't really shred them, and uh, the Giants, uh, you know, the Giants had some injuries, but um, you know they've they've played decently on defense considering that they're always out on the field because their offense is so poor so it's always possible and then there's just the element of they're coming back from london and everyone is going to tell you oh we're fine but they chose not to take the bye week and we're going to see how that plays out yeah yeah no no that's the interesting thing there so what do you think happens on sunday you think the uh, i'm gonna say easy win for the vikings but do you think that they win this comfortably um as long as you don't tweet this out after I say it, if I'm wrong, uh, I think the Vikings should beat their faces in. I mean, I think that this is a really, really bad team uh, with a quarterback that I'm getting close to being ready to call it. Like, uh, is this just maybe another Sam Darnold situation? Like, you shouldn't be completing 50% of your passes through four games. You, you shouldn't have your coaching staff having you throw the ball 11 times a game or whatever. Like, this is just ridiculous. Um, their their quarterback situation. Um, and and they, I don't think they have a defense to stop what the Vikings have in terms of weapons. So it should be like 27 to 10. Um, whether that happens, who knows? You never know with the Bears, but that's what should happen. I think that I think that Chris is all over that. He's tweeting it right now. Matthew Collar says that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beat their faces Beat in. Beat their faces in. That's that's what he just that's, said. That, that's the expectation. That's the expectation. How that's many exclamation points do you want after that, Matthew? Uh, six. Six exclamation points. Got it. Hey, real quick before I let you go, what was this What was this yesterday with um, – well, I saw that Joe Nelson from Bring Me the News 
took a shot at you about a picture, and then Paul weighed in. Like, what's going on there? I don't know. I think that uh, I think that maybe uh, Paul doesn't understand how easy I can beat him up. Um, that's one thing. So there was Jeez. Wait, are the you gonna, wait, wait, are you threatening violence on my coworker? <laughs> no, you're not, because uh, yeah. we're not here for uh, that. Maybe. Bro, bro, maybe just, bro, maybe, don't, hey, do I have I, to get involved? Just, now I'm involved. Hey, it's an HR issue. Now I'm involved. And now I got to I got to have the north side come roll with me to Matthew Collar's house. No, I'm just I'm just telling Paul, you know, you mess around, you find out, right? So, I mean, if he's going to make fun of uh, you know, I got a haircut. And so the hair, you know, when the hair is short, it shows a lot of the dome, okay? And I'm not exactly Fraser Crane, but I kind of have a big head. So they were making fun of it. But I just want to remind Paul that he weighs like 150 pounds. Okay, so it's just a just a reminder. Hey, 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 hey! Look, I, I know that I know that we're, we're we're you know you guys have a have a relationship, but man, he's that's my colleague, man. I can't have you talking like that to him on my show, man. I mean, I might just have but, to pull. I might just have to pull up on you too. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? But, you know, people, but people on social media, you know, they they want to talk all this. They want to talk tough, but do they ever come to your face? Right? That's the thing. That's hilarious. Hey, Matthew, man, good stuff as always, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot, Henry. All right. Take care. That's Matthew Collar uh, joining us here on The Lake Show. Now I got to go down to the newsroom and ask Paul what that was all about. See, that is purple insider on purple insider violence right there. That's what that is. It's only right. I should have. Paul should come down here. Let, let, let's take a break. I'm going to have Paul come Go down here. He can defend himself. He, he can weigh in. He can defend himself. This is the second it's time only, you realize that he's had to defend himself. It's only right that he defend himself. I just can't let Matthew um, off the hook like that. I got to have Paul come down here. Well, see, and I, and I don't know the context, so I'm not. I, I have to hear everything in order to make an opinion because maybe Matthew's warranted. I mean, maybe his anger is justified. I don't know. Paul Hodewanik next here on the Lake Show. That's not how we roll here, Matthew Collar. I, he doesn't. What does he think this is here at Odyssey? Not a part of this show. Here on the Lake Show, we have each other's backs. I'm from the north side. This is a no-hate zone? Is that what you're saying? Well, it just... Paul is one of us. Paul is my colleague, a friend. He's threatening one of our guys. But I, I don't so understand that's not, the that's not, that's, not how, that's not how this works. I don't understand the context, though, of, of the well, anger. We're going to let Paul you know, lay it out, okay. but I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just verbalizing to Matthew, because I know he's listening to the show, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, no, we, we you know, we, 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 we laid a smack down over here. So, Paul, can, can you put this into context, what the heck happened yesterday on Twitter? Because I know it was like a between you and him and, and, and Joe Nelson. Joe Nelson made fun of his, his head yes. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Joe Nelson tweeted out a screen grab of what I can only assume is, you know, one of their internal conversations or a YouTube clip or something. And, An unflattering picture. Right, yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, Matt's forehead is big. He, the, the hairline might be receding slightly. And so, you know, he drew a little uh, half of a basketball court on the top of Matthew's head and tweeted it out, and I just replied with the same picture. I, I, I photoshopped a plane on there, said I landed my plane on Matt's forehead. And, you know, when you take shots, I, I expect them to get doled back out. So Matt threw a shot at my height a little bit, which, you know, fair game. I am short. So that's that's fine. I've been I've been knowing that since I was I've been <laughs> that's not made, breaking news. I was I was called shrimp in high school. I've I've got it. You Can know? you move the microphone? I can't see you. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. So no. So now 
I, I, I get the height jokes, and but I'm I'm fully like you know that you're comfortable, that, right? I'm comfortable in, in that, skin. but clearly, not going over your clearly, head. we touched a, a a chord with Matt because he hasn't come to grips completely with that. So I think I I can with take the, the shot. Well, well, wow. I don't know. I mean, maybe both, but I feel really uncomfortable. You guys, no, I'm not taking a shot. He said it. Paul said it. You know, me and Matt, very, very close. I feel, I feel like we can <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Look, see if he'll let me come on the podcast and write for the website now. So um, this is not me taking shots at Matthew Collar. Matthew Collar's our guy. This is just me allowing you to give your side of the story. And, you know, I appreciate that because this is now my home turf. Whenever I go to his podcast, that's his turf. You know, I got to be respectful of, of him and the podcast. I can't be making fun of him He's with all his hood. listeners. This is right. your hood right, right now. So this is my home turf. for. To, I can air my grievances out here, I, I, I think. <laughs> See, that's all I want like you to Festivus. do, man. <laughs> I just want to give you an opportunity to give your side of the story. Well, thank you. All right, Paul. Well, I appreciate that. All right, coming up next. Oh, by the way, at uh, 8.05, top of the next hour, we're going to have Alan Horton. We're going to talk some Wolves. Wolves are in action tonight. They are in Las Vegas. They are in Las Vegas taking on the L.A. Lakers. No Anthony Davis, by the way. I guess tightness in his back. Um, that's, that's a good thing, I guess. I mean, Anthony Davis, with his injury history, he should not be playing in the preseason. No, I, I don't like that he's – that they're giving him a an injury designation. They can just yeah, that's the part. That's, that's what like, I don't whoa. like. Yeah, it's like, are you serious? Are you serious? But yeah, they are serious. Um, so we'll talk to uh, Alan Horton. Um, all things Wolves at eight eight oh five. But coming up next, we're going to do around the NFL after weather on the Lake Show. All right, quick reminder: Timberwolves basketball on these airwaves coming up at nine o'clock. LeBron James. And the L.A. Lakers, that's the opponent tonight for Anthony Edwards, Jay McDaniels, and the crew. But now it's time to go around the NFL. All right. So we love the 3-1 and one start for the Vikings. Yes, the, we do. The Green Bay Packers are also 3-1. and one. The Vikings got one of their wins by beating the Packers. The Packers' only loss is to said Minnesota football team. Why are the Packers, when you look at the power rankings, why are they so much higher than the Vikings? I mean, you, you see, you know, Green Bay 4, Minnesota, you know, 11, Minnesota 12, Minnesota 8. I mean, shouldn't, based on that, shouldn't the Vikings be higher than Green Bay? The I think that the reason why, not necessarily, because I think that when you look at sports, even though an opponent beats you, if you've shown since said loss that you've improved, that you've progressed, and that other team is showing regression and that they're maybe not quite as good, then sometimes people just look at it that way. So, yeah, on the surface, you would think you'd be like, okay, they both got the same record. One team beat the other. They should be ahead of them. Right now, I don't think that anybody out there that watches the National Football League would say that the Minnesota Vikings are a better team than the Green Bay Packers as of right now. How and I know sh- we beat them. I know yeah. that. It just it, That's just the way it, it is. Kind of piggybacking off of that, then, how should Vikings fans feel about their 3-1 and one start? Not necessarily what the numbers say, but, I mean, as a fan base, how should they feel going into this game this weekend? Good. 
I think should, they should feel good and a, a, very lucky. The Minnesota Vikings very easily could be one in three. Like, we've not played good football since the Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. We haven't. Detroit, that was, I mean, we almost lost that game. You almost lost on Sunday against the Saints. I mean, we have, we've had some struggles, man. Philadelphia kicked our butts. So, but I think we should feel good because nobody should complain about three and one. Or at least I'm not going to complain about three and one. Because they this, haven't been yeah. the greatest wins, but I'll take three and one any day of the week. Yeah. These games last year were the ones that they lost. So I don't know if this is, you know, the football universe, you know, evening itself out. I have no idea. Okay. So you talked a little bit with Matthew Collar about it, but what is the biggest concern for the Vikings this weekend against Chicago? Couple things. First off, our defense, man, our defense looked really good week one. Our defense does not look the same. You talk about regression? We have tailed off dramatically since week one. That's where we start. Secondly, and I know that I've been critical of Kirk Cousins. Offensive line got a block, man. They got to do a better job. And I'm not saying that he was running for his life against the Saints. And the Saints have a good defense. They've got some studs. But they got to give him more time than that. They have to. And I guess the third thing is, I'm not claiming this, but I'm concerned that Dalvin Cook could be cooked. Dalvin don't look right, man. He doesn't look the same. He don't have the same juice. I think this week, I think when it comes to the defense, Justin Fields is only thrown for 470 yards the entire year. If Justin Fields goes out there and throws for 250 and a couple of scores, then I think you get concerned. To me, I think this is a chance for that defense to get right. And Dalvin Cook as well. I mean, the Bears' rush defense is one of the worst in the NFL. If Dalvin doesn't go for 125 and at least a score, then I think you've got some problems. But I mean, Alexander Madison has looked explosive. Yeah, with a couple of touchdowns that he scored this year. I mean, th- this is the chance. If Dalvin, if Dalvin doesn't get it together this week, then I think maybe there's a little bit concern. Hopefully, this year, you know, it won't be something that'll linger. And this week, you can kind of get a turnaround. Oh God. Okay. So, did San Francisco become an elite team in the NFC with their win Monday night over the Rams? I mean, they look good. San Francisco dominated. The Los Angeles Rams. I mean, is San Francisco in I'm that? I'm not ready to put them in elite. I'm okay. not. But, but Debo Samuel is. Did you see that dude? Yeah, he was bouncing off against. Oh my gosh. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. That's why the Eli uh, Mitchell injury is not that big of a deal. Because you got Debo Samuel, you slide him into the backfield, you give him a bunch of touches, you manufacture it for him. And the running back Wilson was doing his thing too. Yeah. So I'm not ready to call San Francisco elite, but if they continue, to, if they keep this up, mm-hmm. you'd have to view them as a contender coming out of the NFC. And, and I mean that NFC West, all those teams are two and two. Like everybody is two and two. So I mean that is going to be an absolute dogfight. Okay. Speaking of the NFC West. You have the Rams at 2-2, two and two, and then you've got the Bengals 
at two and two. Which one of those two teams from last year's Super Bowl is in the biggest amount of trouble in terms of getting back to the postseason? I think, oh, getting back to the postseason? Yeah. I think that both teams can get back there. Um, I would say neither is in terrible trouble at this particular point. You still got Aaron Donald. Uh, you still now. This is the issue with the Rams. Will the Rams ever be able to have another receiver outside of Cooper Cup? Allen Robinson, what is the deal there? This was tailor made for Allen Robinson oh to step gosh. up. Oh my gosh! And can they run the football? Their offensive line is trash. Mm-hmm. But then again, Cincinnati, their offensive line isn't great either. But Joe Burrow is more mobile. I think they're in the same boat. I think that both teams can still make the postseason. Yeah, I, I mean, that offense runs through Cooper Cup, and that's it. Like, you defend 10, you can beat the Rams. All right, and finally, we know the Tua Tagovailoa injury, absolutely awful. I think it was actually a, a week ago tonight that it happened, Henry. But now they got Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. You got the Jets this week. Then they host the Vikings next week. And then you've got the Steelers at home. And then the Lions and the Dolphins and the uh, Bears, rather. Then the Browns, the Texans. That's a pretty good schedule. But I want to ask you, if Tua Tagovailoa is out for any extended period of time, can the Miami Dolphins win with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback? Teddy is good enough to have you be at 500. I don't think that you can look at yourself and say that you're going to have a winning percentage of anything vastly over, greatly over 500 percentage-wise. But, no, no, let, let's be clear about something. You just you just said something about if he's out an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Tua's out an extended period of time. They're not telling us that. I, I think that at minimum, this is just me, at minimum, Tua is out for the next six games. Dude, that back-to-back weeks with a concussion, oh, he's out for a while. I I, I get I, it. I, for a second there, people were like, is he going to be out for the year? That, I mean, I, I he was so concussed, his fingers. Yeah. Oh. The, yeah. I don't want to see Tua back this year. I don't because I, I want to see him have a good quality of life. Yes. But at the end of the day, I think people have a right to question Mike McDaniel. I, I, I know there are people out there that are defending him. I think right now the Dolphins, and rightfully so, are taking some heat for how they handle it. But, I mean, if we're going to look at it from a football perspective, Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans, that is their schedule until the beginning of December. I think it sets up pretty well, honestly, for Miami. They could because their defense is is solid. Defense is solid. You got Tyreek Hill and, you know, know, Waddle. we'll, we'll, We'll see how it shakes out. All right, coming up next, let's get the headlines. That's next here on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines. Let's see what Christopher Tubbs has up his sleeve tonight. Because there's always things happening locally and nationally. All right, let's get to it. H. Lake, the University of Minnesota in Minnesota State announced a new partnership aimed at attracting and recruiting more nursing students to hopefully then place more nurses in the workforce in the face of staggering losses in the industry. Quote, in my career, this is the most dire multifaceted nursing shortage that I've ever experienced. This according to University of Minnesota School and Nursing Dean Connie Witt Delaney. She said that the industry knew a baby booner fueled uh, retirement wave, uh, but she's hoping that this new partnership will allow schools to share faculty, resources, facilities, and dialogue 
to recruit students as young as junior high to think about going into the profession? Hey, we, we um, man, there's so many young people out there that have great ideas, that are super creative. Yes, those are exactly the people that we need to go into the profession of teaching, to go into education. But you also know what we need to ha- have happen? We need to bump up those salaries to make it more attractive for these young people to want to be mm-hmm. teachers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, a uh, majority of Republican nominees on the ballot this November for the House, Senate, and key statewide offices, 299 in all have denied or questioned the outcome of the last presidential election. This according to a Washington Post analysis. Candidates who have challenged or refused to accept Joe Biden's victory are running in every region of the country in nearly every state. And Republican voters in four states nominated election deniers in all federal and statewide races. And many of these echo the false claims of the former president, Donald Trump, claims that have been thoroughly investigated and dismissed by a myriad of officials and courts. Yeah, we just have a lot of people, man, right now in this country that um, (laughs) that um, are running with a lot of crap. I'll just put it like that. Running with a lot of crap and think that the good people in this country are just going to say it's okay. It's not okay. It's never okay. Why would you run on something that you know is obviously a lie? Something that's obviously made up. Like, because you think people are going to, well, apparently people are falling for it. Because you see yep. people all the time that are still upset over something that never happened. Yep. It never happened. Hey, here's something funny that happened, H. Lake. Um, Jessica Betts asked Nisi Nash about her birth name. And Wait, during- what happened? Uh, apparently, uh, Nisi Nash's wife, uh-huh. Jessica Betts, yep. thought that uh, she asked Nisi Nash about her name. She thought she said Carol, but I thought I heard Cora. So basically, Nisi Nash's wife has the wrong name tattooed on her neck. <laughs> That's what you get. I'm over the whole tattoo stuff and. Uh- I'm not a tattoo guy. Yeah. It's not my thing. I think that some tattoos are extremely hot, extremely sexy, mm-hmm. but you'll never see me get a tattoo on my neck or on my face. Or, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get a tattoo. Yeah. Tattoos aren't my thing. Yeah. So I just find that funny. Would you ever, so you'd never get a tattoo of somebody with their name on you? No. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I, I love my wife and my daughter. I don't, I don't know that Wait, I'd ever get I thought get you them. had your wife's name above your buttocks. Hey, tramp stamp, baby. Hey, that's what you get. That's what you get. Well, what are we going to get an hour from now? We're going to get Wolves basketball. What do we get coming up next? Alan Horton. He joins us from Vegas next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.